0: love you all. I really do. And I'm going to ask for your uh, prayers first. Um, it's Very important. So the Chiefs are playing this weekend. <laughs> and I know that, uh, n- you know, some of you probably don't have a team to root for. So go ahead and, and pray and root for Kansas City. Uh, my daughter would be proud and many family and friends. But the Super Bowl is happening this weekend, and there will be a winner, and there will be a loser. And right now is a super moment, and there will be a winner and a loser right now. And I hope you respond to this message as God as your father, not the devil. Because you and your life is going to bear fruit like a tree. And that fruit of your life is going to be sweet or going to be sinful. And I pray that this message today will be a message that you receive so that your life will bear fruit, not as a child of the devil, but a child as a king. Because right now, every single person in this room is a beloved child of God. And the hardest thing that you will do in your life is to understand that you are a beloved child of God and live that out every waking moment of your life. I do want you to understand, every time we come to chapel, some people win and some people lose. And I'm curious, as a as a community member here, among all of us, I'm speaking of all of us, what would it look like for us to win in chapel? I am so curious on what, it would, what, the, what will the fruit look like when we're winning in chapel? What would the fruit look like when we're winning in the classroom? Because 90% or so folks are part of a sports program, and I'm sure you all want to win. And I'm curious, just curious, what would it look like to win in the classroom that bears fruit as God your father? And what would it look like in chapel if you came to chapel, understanding that your father, the father God, is your loving father and you are a beloved child of God? What would the fruit look like? Just curious. Just curious. What would it look like to win? What fruit would we display as an institution to win and understand that we're all beloved children of God. And we live that out each day and it bears fruit in every one of our lives. When I really think about that, I think I get disheartened. Have we focused on the wrong winning? It's a curious question that I ask myself don't get me wrong, went to a Bible college, went to Manhattan Christian College, have a Bible degree, been a Bible college student and had more challenges than you could possibly imagine as a Bible college student. But God got a hold of me. So I am convinced, I am convinced that something amazing can happen here. Now at the Super Bowl we will have a large crowd of people and the book of Mark is about crowds of people and how they responded to Jesus. And when Pastor Zach said the theme was who cares I kind of struggled with that a little bit. And so every morning when I went to the word in prayer I said God speak to me. And through the book of Mark, which we'll go to this passage, but I want to give you some context first. The book of Mark is a beautiful message about Jesus being the Son of God. And crowds had to respond to that. And I'm curious what would be your attitude and your response to these messages? Jesus is here. Jesus is coming. What would be your response to that? Or who cares? Jesus is here, and Jesus is coming. I wonder if we went to the Super Bowl and said, Jesus is here, and Jesus is coming. I wonder how they would respond. Get out of here. We want Patrick Mahomes. What about you? What about you right now? Jesus is here, and Jesus is coming. What's your attitude about that? Because as beloved children of God, you have to have a response to that. You have to have a response to that simple truth that Jesus is here and Jesus is coming. Or the devil wins. And the fruit of your life will not bring you the joy and happiness you think it will bring. I promise you. So let's look at this scripture. Mark 6, verses 1 through 6. And there's two points I want to make. I have it until 1130, right? (laughs) He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? And how are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? The brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon are not his sisters with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, the prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, and among his relatives, and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. Throughout the book of Mark, Jesus encountered many crowds, and this crowd of people was a very interesting crowd of people. And some characteristics of this crowd of people, I think, is a challenge for all crowds of people on earth, even this one. Have they become too familiar with Jesus that they forgot that he was not just the son of Mary, but he was the son of God? And he came to invite them into the family of God to be beloved children of God, or was he just the son of Mary? Have they become too familiar with Jesus that they had a critical attitude towards Jesus and the things of Jesus, the worship of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus? They've lost all curiosity in who Jesus was. They lost all curiosity in Jesus' teaching. They lost all curiosity in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to take away all the sins of the world. Have they lost all curiosity in Jesus, the way to the Father, and just had a critical spirit towards Jesus? Who cares? It's the Son of Mary. His sisters hang out with us. He's not that special. What's your attitude towards Jesus? Truly. Are you offended by his teachings? Are you offended by his authority? And the Greek scholar and me had to go look up that word offense. Didn't want Doctor Alterman's three years of Greek to go to waste, and that word offense was fascinating. Blew my mind. They disapproved that the word carries an attitude of disapproval. They disapproved of Jesus and didn't want him to have any authority over their life. What the word connotates. And sometimes, even for myself. I have to say, Father, give me a spirit of curiosity. Give me a spirit of curiosity because sometimes a spirit of criticism can easily come up. And I lose sight of the precious name of Jesus and the mercy of Jesus and the love of Jesus and the patience of Jesus and the grace of Jesus that should be dominating my life. just the brother of Joseph. It's not anything special. And if you study Nazareth, Nazareth was his hometown. And we don't have the time, but it said, is this not the carpenter? Which showed that Jesus lived among the people as a carpenter, an ordinary man. Before he went out on, on his ministry, which shows again and again and again the humility of Jesus. Willing to do the ordinary things before God sent him on his ministry. God sent him on his way. While he went on his ministry, he came back to his hometown. I wonder if he thought he would get a better reception. I wonder if Jesus would come back to this and say, oh, there's a Christian college. Oh, there's a Christian college. I'm going to go on to that Christian college and speak my word to them. They're central Christian college. Surely they're going to hear what I have to say. I am the son of God. And you are the beloved child of God. And you are the beloved children of God. Would you bear fruit with me? I wonder what the response would be. Too familiar with Jesus? It's Central Christian College, right? Should be bearing fruit of the Christ. I'm. I'm. Hey, Jesus. Central Christian College down there. Why don't you go talk to them? Surely that place would want to hear what you have to say. Surely Nazareth would understand. Nazareth, part of prophecy, would understand, would receive the message. They didn't. Is this making sense? So, as I meditate on the scripture, what could have had their attention? As I have said in many of my classes, what you give attention to grows. What you give attention to energy flows. Why give so much attention to the things of this world as the beloved children of God? Why give so much attention that you miss out on the marvelous teachings of Jesus? The marvelous name of Jesus, the great gift of Jesus, the great love of God. What could have had their attention that Jesus couldn't do great things there? Amazing things there, like he did throughout the book of Mark. And Jesus responded, and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. And he can do no mighty work there. I want us all to truly digest that sentence. Where there's criticism, where there's gossip, where there's fruit of the devil, Jesus can't do mighty work there. Unless the 77 times, 7 times we repent and forgive happens No mighty work can be done there. And a fascinating thing that happened. Very few people, few sick people, he healed them. Few, few, just a few, just a few people, just a few people heard their calling. Just a few people gave their life to the Lord because of their lack of faith and lack of unbelief. And Jesus marveled at their unbelief. And I, myself, included, Jesus, would you marvel at my unbelief or would you marvel at my belief right now? Right now, as a crowd of people, I belong with you. I'm not apart from you. I belong with you. Would Jesus marvel at our faith in him? Would Jesus marvel at our belief in him? Would Jesus be impressed with our faith and confidence in him? Or would Jesus be marveled at the unbelief in this crowd of people? Just something to think about. this message is for myself just as much as it is for you. We are in this together. What would he be amazed about? How. Are we as a crowd of people responding to Jesus? And he went about among the villages teaching. Jesus had to go. Jesus had to get on with the mission of God. And Jesus message throughout scripture is so beautiful and it's still beautiful till this day the kingdom of God is near I bring good news to the poor I bring good news to the sinful and the good news is three words that Jesus says to all of us right now he says come to me in your sin come to me In your discouragement, come to me. In your depression, come to me. Don't watch a football game ever the same. Every 10 minutes, someone takes their life in America, and it's gotten worse through COVID. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all you are, are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, come to me. Who cares where you are right now? Jesus. Who cares what's going on in your life right now? Jesus. Who cares about you more than I can or anyone else in this room? Jesus. Who cares about you and the fruit of your life? Jesus. He couldn't do much in his hometown. He couldn't do much in Nazareth because they did not understand who Jesus was. Jesus today still is the Christ, Jesus Christ, who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus still is today, Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus still is today the word, the truth, the light. Jesus still is today the author of life, the finisher and perfecter of our faith. Jesus still is today the good shepherd. Jesus still is today the lamb of God. Jesus still is today the king of Israel. Jesus still is today the prince of peace, the advocate. We can go on and on. Jesus still is Welcomes all today, no matter where you are today, Jesus' message is still the same. Come to me. Come to me. And those who belong to Jesus, I ask that you pray that we have one that will come to today because heaven rejoices when even one comes to Jesus. There's a challenge for all of us on earth to live out a simple truth, to live out our role as the beloved children of God, to live out our faith in Jesus Christ the Son of God, and the fruit of your life will be evident to all. You are loved by God. There's nothing you can do in the human spirit. I know all you came to chapel under the power of the human spirit. Some of you listened to this message under the power of the Holy Spirit. But in your human goodness, in your human spirit, you can't be good enough to get to the Father. You can only get to the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Your human spirit will fail you. Your human spirit will fail you. You will not be able to, to get over sin. You will be not be able to get over people hurting you. You will not be able to get over anything in life unless the Holy Spirit invites you into the family of God and give you strength. Your human spirit will fail you. Every day of your life. Your human spirit is not strong. You cannot live a life for God in the human spirit. The Holy Spirit has to invite you into the family of God. And you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And let the word penetrate your heart. The message is for all of us. All of us. All of us here. As beloved children of God. The message is clear. Come to me. As the music starts. If there's anyone who wants prayer for whatever they are in life. Welcome any adult who wants to pray with the students. But this passage was heavy on my heart, and I pray that it landed on good soil. And I pray that we would continue to bear fruit as children who belong to God, as beloved sons and daughters of God, Because I know how difficult it is to live life each day as a beloved child of God and to know that he loves me and that Jesus Christ, the son of God, has paved a way for me to the father. Father, we thank you for this day. And father, you know all of our hearts and all of our minds and where we are today. Father, you know where we are as an institution. I pray, Father, for harmony among everyone, coaches, staff, administration. Father, I pray for harmony among the students. I pray, Father God, that we will win in the classroom, we will win in chapel, we will win on campus, that this campus will bear fruit as you as our Father. This campus will bear fruit as beloved children of God. Father, in the name of your Son and the power spirit may you draw us all closer to you this hour this minute to be a pleasing aroma testing our hardest challenge in life is to live out the great truth that we are beloved children of god even those who've walked with jesus for a long time still needs to come to him each day the same words are true for me i have to come to jesus each day after i've sinned and fall short of the glory i come to jesus and ask for his mercy and grace living out the faith is hard if you need any encouragement there's many people who want to help you do that but there's no surprise that you're here god knows you would be here today and he wants you to hear this truth you belong to him you are a beloved child of god and living out that truth will be the hardest thing you ever do to bear fruit for the kingdom God bless us and may this campus bear fruit for his kingdom. Amen.